Is there such a thing as a career ladder in the entertainment industry? If there is, what does it look like? Well, stay tuned to find out. From Phil Speedtech comes a weekly digital series where he shares his insights, concepts, and findings learned during his 15-year journey of working in the entertainment industry. Each lesson offers you a roadmap to overcome the challenges that all artists face on the path to success. Welcome to a Phil Speedtech podcast. Good day to you, fellow creative. I'm Phil Speedtech, and it's my mission and simultaneous pleasure to help you master mental fortitude because it takes way more than just skills, talent, and luck to succeed in the entertainment industry. Otherwise, you risk the wheels falling off the wagon, so to speak. Before I kick things off, though, allow me to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already done so. Doing so will alert you of new lessons that I post. Thank you if you just did that. Now, one aspect of this industry that I see unhinged people is the fact that there is really no career ladder. We would all like to think that if we do A, B, and C, then it will lead to X, Y, and Z. But it doesn't correlate like that. I'm not saying it never does, but for the majority of this business, it just doesn't. And the fact that there's not a logical path messes with people. I know many hardworking people with talent that try to look at this business as logical, and it frustrates them because they can't wrap their heads around it. They then spend time focusing on figuring out why that is instead of worrying about getting better and creating content. Look at it from this perspective. Our industry changes constantly. When I was in college, podcasting was barely a concept, let alone a sector of entertainment. Today, it's a full-fledged business space, and there's plenty of other examples I can point to that represent the same notion. Fields and jobs pop out of nowhere every day, while others go away daily. And because of this observation, I've since stopped trying to think of how exactly things work or do not work in the entertainment space. And that is really the purpose of this lesson, to get you to stop doing the same. To embrace the idea that there's not really a rhyme or reason as to why certain things happen and why certain things do not. It's very much about applying stoicism and other philosophies that tell you to relinquish control of the world because you'll never be able to control it and to instead control the single aspect of life that you are able to actually control, which of course is yourself. Many artists that I know wish to be at a certain point whether it's being an A-list actor or a famous director or hosting for, let's say, E! News. But they're not there at that point for one reason or another. By the way, I often fell into this category myself, and admittedly, sometimes I still do. But when you find yourself in those moments of reflection and perhaps frustration, your best bet is to identify what it is about that desire that is your actual want. This can be hard to do because you might find yourself listing surface reasons when instead what you must do is look for the deeper compulsion. For example, I love, 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 love movies. And I want to grow my career as a director and producer. Why? So I can have the freedom to tell the stories I'd like to share with audiences. And no, I don't mean spending money aimlessly to make whatever it is the hell that I want, but to be able to not have to fret over the tightest of budgets in trying to make let's say, movie magic. And it is this need to tell stories and share them with the world that propels me forward. So what is your motivation? Once you figure that out, the next step is simple. Do the thing you love. It really is that simple. You want to be a screenwriter? Then write. Want to make movies? Then make them. You want to create animation? So do it. Really, there's no excuse not to be able to do what it is that you want. People may point at a lack of resources as the first and oftentimes biggest excuse, but there's so many resources to tap into in your daily life. 
Think of your smartphone. It serves as a fantastic piece of video gear. If you shoot in a quiet enough area, the sound quality is actually good enough. That's just one of many examples you have at your disposal. Your computer is another fantastic resource as are online communities where you can find like-minded people. So look all around you. Truly, you have more resources than you think. You just have to open your eyes. In the past, I used to hold off on doing projects because I wanted to make sure I had the best equipment and so forth. That was a mistake. I could have been using what I had and been making stuff and gotten better and so that by the time I was able to afford the resources that I so desired, I would have made an incredible project with those things because I had all that skill set. Working on the craft is the only career path. It won't lead to, let's say, X, Y, and Z, but it'll lead somewhere, perhaps X and Y. You just have to be open to the experience. A precursor to being open is to be active. Work, 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 and create, create, create. That's the path of an artist. Nothing in life is guaranteed. No outcome, I promise you. Not in business, not in the medical field, politics, etc. All you can do is tackle something wholeheartedly and wish for the best. And if it doesn't work out, so be it. People term this as failure, but it's really not that. It's part of the learning process. I forget, and I'm sincerely sorry, which guest said it on the Tim Ferriss show, but he said that a true example of real failure in life is when you're supposed to pick up your child from school, but you don't because you were um, on alcohol or drugs and forgot. I agree with that sentiment. That really is failure. But making a misstep in terms of a creative project is not a failure. Not as long as you gave it your best shot and were kind to those around you. That second part is as important because when we talk about progressing in this industry, building a good reputation is very, very important. If a project doesn't succeed, but people witness you at your best, working hard and making enjoyable for those around you, then that will translate. I don't know how or when, but I promise you it will. I get texts today based on actions I've taken to help others from five or six years ago that I wasn't even close with. Sometimes it might even be more than that, but it pays off. When you focus on the results or where you're trying to get to, you lose sight of what it is that you are doing. So don't let that be you. Now, the other benefit of there not being a true career ladder in the entertainment industry is that it allows you to play an experiment. Try out different roles without being locked in or the fear that you're too far off where you want to be. If you think you like being on set, then try it. Become a production assistant on a few shoots and get the feel of it. If you like it, continue doing it, and as opportunities present themselves, such as an associate producer or whatever, then take them. But if you decide that you instead want to be a screenwriter, then you can make that transition. Because the good news is that by being on set, you now know how productions work and have that in the back of your mind when you are writing. Because our life expectancy becomes longer and longer each day, we can have multiple careers in our lifetimes. That should be very exciting, isn't it? Doing one thing now doesn't prohibit you from doing another in the future. In fact, it can build on it. In order to make something like this happen, you can't look at it so linearly. We all, including myself, like to have things be clear and laid out. But this business, and truly life, doesn't work like that. The more you can accept that, the more success I think you'll be able to find. Because you won't be as anxious to get somewhere. Instead, you'll be mindful of what you're working on. Now, people may have differing thoughts from me or present to you their journey of how they got somewhere. 
These two are very useful, but should be used as guides and not full blueprints. If someone says that they became an executive producer on a TV show because they worked as a writer's assistant, then that's fantastic. You should look into that by all means, but know that it's not the only path. Again, you can view that as scary or annoying, or you can look at it as exciting. At the end of the day, what the executive producer is really telling you is that he or she worked hard, learn the craft of writing by witnessing other writers do it daily in that writer's room, and then their talents were recognized by someone else. So as long as you work hard, be kind, practice, and study the craft, then someone will eventually recognize you. And you might be surprised where that actually may come from in terms of that recognition. That's how you advance in this business. Do good work, and on the side, do what you're passionate about. Keep creating keep working, keep learning. You do that and you'll see progress. I know that sounds easier said than done, especially when you're faced with daily life struggles, but no one expects you to be able to do it overnight. You may want it to happen overnight. I know, I get that, but that's not realistic. What is realistic is you producing creative assets that will pay off for you. I can point to hundreds and hundreds of artists for whom this is true, whether that be Picasso, Juan Moreau, Charles Bukowski, and so on. So stop worrying about where you're supposed to be or whether or not your current position will get you to where you want to go and start doing whatever it is that you want to do. Or at least do something adjacent to that and learn how that side of the industry affects the aspects of your goal. If you're working in a post-production on a, let's say, film, but want to be a cinematographer, then begin to see how certain shots come together to tell the story. That way, when you're on set shooting, you can make the process as smooth, easy, and fast as possible. Makes sense, right? Okay, that's a wrap. I hope this episode provided you with a better understanding of how to tackle your creative pursuits. But don't click away to another lesson just yet, because I'd love to hear from you. What is your career goal, and what are the steps that you are taking to get there? Let me know. If you're having trouble thinking of an answer, then you can, of course, review the transcript of this episode and access other great free resources on my website. Links are provided below. Also, I invite you to check out my most recent short film called A Very L.A. Birthday. It's only about five minutes, and it would mean a lot if you checked it out. Lastly, a huge thank you to the people that helped make this episode possible. If you, too, would like to support this show, you can either head on over to my Patreon or sport some of my merch from my store. Thanks for tuning in. I'm at Phil Svitek on social media, and I'll see you next Wednesday with another one of my lessons. Bye.